Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Two really good games last night in the NBA. Joel Embiid doing something that you haven't okay, seen Philly. a Sixer do okay, Philly. in over 50 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Donovan Mitchell, a great second half as well as the Jazz take game one over the Clippers. Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. A very busy day for us today for sure. But, but Jay, let's, let's just get right to yep. some, some social media drama yesterday that involved you. So not involving me. Uh, I didn't respond back to anybody yesterday. Look, uh, first and foremost, uh, I stand by my story. Um, you know, I, I was probably wrong for sharing a personal story, but that's what we do. We share personal stories. But yesterday I sat there. I'm not getting back and forth on social media. Uh, I was with my family all day, staying positive. It's all good. And, you know, for us, look, man, uh, it was meant as a compliment. There are levels to this. It was about, you know, saying, hey, how different Katie is. Uh, it's unfortunate that KD felt that way at that moment, but I wish KD nothing but love and all the best success. I hope they win a championship. We talk about them every single day. Shoot, the other day I was talking about him being the best player in the world. So that's all I got to say about that. We're moving on. Kia and I are talking about sports the way we typically talk about sports, and that's the end of that, in my opinion. We yeah. rock out and we talk about games before. Now, there's some other people that made some other comments that I might address later on. But we'll save that for another day. Yeah, yeah. That, that, again, We're going to rise above. It's what we do here, though. We talk about sports, whether you think it's corny or not. A lot of people like it, and that's why we do it. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, of course, is the number if you want to be part of that conversation. But as I mentioned, last night's games in the NBA, guys, mm, mm, they were mm. two really good games. Can I say that the Sixers held off the Hawks? They got off to a great start. But they held off the Hawks. Let's really? Like, that's how I feel. Interesting twist on the narrative there. Why? You don't feel like the Sixers kind of came out with their foot on the gas about being dominant, putting Ben Simmons on Trey. They did. Batiste and then Stiebel, you looked Joel up and it was two-point game at halftime. Oh, well, of course. Well, it's always going to be a game. And Shake Milton had to happen. And you know the fourth quarter is when in the NBA really gets going. The first three quarters is like, uh, first okay. Quarters, first quarter sets a tone. Fourth but quarter. The, first, right. the fourth yes. quarter is where the money is made. Yeah. And, and, and Shake Milton was the guy that made the money. But they finished the deal, 118-102. Yep. It's over. It's done. They, they won. And B did his He did, he did his, his, his thing, work. man. He did his thing. I will tell you, though, if you're Atlanta, you feel good about everything. I mean, you just – Well, you look, stole one. You went to Philly and you stole one. Mm-hmm. You stole one. You stole one. Now you go back to home court. Right. Two in a row. Like, and if you could hold serve, yes, you come you back at 3-1. Yeah, which is what they did in the first round. And, and, and it's amazing to see, really, that that offense can still continue to do what it was doing. But the Sixers had to make an adjustment. They did. And go ahead. I was going to say, you, yeah, I found myself honed in watching that game last night because of Trey and because of Embiid. Otherwise, if them two – you know how we've been looking for star power? Yeah. If them two dudes wasn't on the floor, I don't know that I – I don't know how the two did. Embiid mm-hmm. – I, I, I think about this too. On a, on a day where a center won MVP for the first time in 20 years, right? A center in Embiid was as dominant as we've seen. Another guy that really was an MVP candidate. And then a center makes the big play in the other game, Rudy Gobert, to clinch the win for the Jazz. I like when I see Joel Embiid play angry. I like when I see him aggressive. It's almost like somebody came to him with his phone and was like, did you see you got one first place vote for the MVP? (laughs) Did you see that you got one first place vote? Like When he plays that way and they defend, that's where you think Philadelphia has a chance to go next level. Because mm-hmm. yeah, Tobias Harris is special, too, especially with the way he kicks off the game sure. offensively. But 
another dominant performance in the, that we can talk about involved Donovan Mitchell. And, and this is what happens again on the West Coast with a team like Utah where you don't get a lot of attention. But if you missed his second half last night, you missed something special. Like what he did last night, and they tried everybody. They had Kawhi on him. They had Paul George on him. No matter what, he was getting buckets. 36 in the second half, and he was he was unstoppable, and he was a big, big reason why the Jazz ended up coming back. They looked terrible. He missed 20 straight shots in the first half. Mm. All of a sudden, the Jazz couldn't make a shot. Like They just went through a drought, but he turned it on second half. They get the win, 112-109 um, over the Clippers. But the most important, I think, part of this is this is a development of a player in Donovan Mitchell who was not, you know, a late lottery pick and has emerged as a star. And in Dude, fact, at Louisville, he was not, he was not like this. At Louisville, no, Louisville, he he was a slasher, he was a defender, right? I mean, he got, but he get, he would get hot every once in a while, but it was it was not like this. I don't think anybody really expected Donovan Mitchell to go into this stratosphere. Like superstar where level. He, where he's come. Yes. Right, what he's come. And what he's become. And I remember also the story of Rick Pitino, who coached him in college, was calling teams in the NBA saying, hey, he's better than what you saw. I didn't use him the way. Yeah, I was going to say college basketball doesn't allow players to really Some use programs. Them. Yeah, right. most, most programs don't allow players to really flourish for you to be able to see their true skill set. So you've got to be able to identify them and say, okay, he fits into my system. Scout well, you mean? Yeah, scout yeah. well. Identify him well to be able to say he fits in my system with no problem because some of these these coaches are coaching their systems. Mm-hmm. And in the pros, it's so different. That's the same way in football as well. When you look at a guy, you're like, well, he's okay. And, and he gets to the NFL, you go, well, where was yeah. he at in college? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I always think of when Anton Jameson and Vince Carter were at UNC. And Anton Jameson was the player of the year. Great example. But Vince Carter was the better player. He yes. was the better pro. He just had a better pro game. It's just he wasn't that for UNC. But now what is Donovan Mitchell becoming? We love doing comparisons. Here's Stephen A. Smith on first take, making a very interesting parallel from Donovan Mitchell and a future Hall of Famer. They got a superstar, too, because Donovan Mitchell is on that level. Fast. Let me be very, very clear. I'm not speculating. I ain't guessing. I don't need to see. I've seen it. Donovan Mitchell is D-Wade 2.0. This brother is something special. He was definitely special Okay, so when we say 2.0, what does 2.0 mean? Like the next iteration or like a level above D-Wade? Usually the 2.0 is is the the upgrade. That's what what I think. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, it's just. It's just D-Wade is older, you're seeing new. Doesn't mean he's going to be better. Doesn't mean he's, he is uh, going to eclipse what everything D-Wade did. It's just like I bought a car in 1989. It's a yeah. whatever. Now oh, I, I buy know. one in 1992. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the next version. Yeah, the next, next iteration. iteration. Okay. Yeah, I, next iteration. But I'm like, with you. If we're going, going on, I'm like, that's an upgrade. Yeah, I'm like, we're going literal. Okay. I got you. Just making sure. Otherwise, why am I doing? Why am I getting the new upgrade? I don't need it if I don't. But 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 the bottom line is is that screen is wider. Not not only, but what's interesting though is that D Wade is obviously in the ownership group now. We've talked about that with Utah. He was courtside for the game last night and spent a lot of time talking to Donovan Mitchell in his second half. And, and you know, even Donovan Mitchell made reference to that, saying how valuable that was to him to have a guy like that in his ear throughout the game. And, and you know, that's what I think is important when, of course, you talk about Utah and players who want to play there 
and why D Wade's presence is so important. If I was the Clippers, I'll complain to the NBA. They got an extra coach. <laughs> He's, He's not supposed to. Owners do that all the time. Yeah, but, all I just, time. but I bet you, I bet you, if somebody was to raise that as a stink, they would be like, yeah, we need to investigate it, look into it. They're not supposed to have but eight Jazz coaches. Were, Jazz were fine for having a coach not on the bench. <laughs> yes, or right. Like but, but here's why I think that move is so important, and here's why I think D Wade plays a pivotal role. It, it was like yesterday, I remember watching that awkward moment with Shaquille O'Neal and Donovan Mitchell postgame, yeah. right? Where. Shaquille was like, I'm not sure you're a superstar. Yeah. And Donovan said, okay. And you felt it there. You felt it. It was personal for like, Donovan. That's your opinion. To, yeah, that's your mm-hmm. opinion. I'm going to be that way. So, like I said, like this whole, this whole playoff series has been wide open. It's an opportunity for the next gen to really set themselves apart. Fair point. And Donovan took advantage of that opportunity last night to show you that he is that next iteration. I'm not saying he's 2.0, D-Wade, but there are a ton of similarities with the way he plays and how he moves. Think about the Clippers. They, they gave up 43 times to Luka in the first round, 45 points to Donovan Mitchell. His third career 45-point game in the playoffs tied for the third most in the player's first 30 games of his NBA playoff career, and he hasn't even reached 30 games yet. Mm. 28 games he's played so far. The Jazz... Uh, also did not play with Mike Conley. Keep that in mind as well. He had a hamstring issue, so he was out of the game. One player we do have to mention as well in this game is Paul George of the Clippers. Now, he does get you 20 and 10, but 4 of 17 shooting. Continues to struggle with his shooting, 24% from the floor. Uh, 10th career postseason game shooting, 25% or worse. The third most games by any player in the shot clock era. Think about that for a minute. And also, like, like he has been struggling with his shooting. And well, now tw- they were taunting him. With, the fans were taunting him with overrated. This is playoff He had 20 P. points, but he made 9 out of 10 free throws. Yeah, so he nine, got to the free throw line. Yeah, exactly. Right, but, but the shooting part and, you know, defense was not great either. But as I mentioned, Paul George shooting 24% from the floor. Uh, stats incredible brought to you by Mike Commuter Career Training for a better Life. So, again, just getting into the playoff ga- the games from last night, we got one playoff game tonight, and that includes the new MVP, Nikola Jokic, as Denver uh, be- uh, gets into their series, game two, uh, with their series. Why the MVP, though, will be forever linked to fast food, and it has nothing to do with nuggets. We'll discuss that after Jay has this from Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Hey, it's Greeny, and the Sixers have evened up their series with Atlanta. One apiece now after Philly wins at home. Who has the advantage? We'll talk about that and more. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. At the last of the final eight matchups in Market Madness, this is now the Orange Crush Regional Orange Final. Crush. By the way, we had a blowout yesterday in the Titletown Regional Final. Talk Steph Curry, Patrick Kane, Chicago fans, you let your guy down. Hockey fans, you let your guy down. Steph Curry wins in a blowout, pretty much. About 65%. That was going to happen. We saw that. Kind you saw of, that. Kind of I saw that, that coming. coming right? yeah, of course. Yeah, I, kind of felt I thought that I saw coming. LeBron James beating Larry Fitzgerald, but I was But you remember, LeBron was coming off a, a loss. loss, just like Giannis. Mm-hmm. Giannis was coming off that loss. Steph didn't lose, and everybody loved. We love Steph. He's cuddly. Like, yes, he's just cuddly. He's just you know, yeah. the cooking, the wife, the Everything. little baby, uh, just uh, all. He just that. did it so well. It's just so nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's right? just it's yes. So, it's so nice. It's so so nice. how could you not like? <laughs> it's the curry. That? How could you not like that? No, like it's join them. Like Join when em. you just said <laughs> the curries. It seemed like a sitcom it waiting does. to come to ABC. Oh, there's yes. no doubt. Yeah, the, the curries that could be coming. By the way, it could be coming. That could be next up. On the upfronts. That or like their own network where they do some home improvement, it's a cooking show, yes, all kinds of curries. stuff. I the love kids. them. It's, yeah, there's a lot going on there. So, yeah. So, so now, by the way, so today we have our last final eight matchup, Jacob deGrom and Baker Mayfield. Oh, this is a big Ooh, one. That could be. New yeah, York that could be an interesting. Yeah. Cleveland loves Baker now. But yet, as according to Chris Kenny, Jacob DeGrom can go wherever he wants in New York City. So that's a big one. That's on at KeyJNZ. You in can fact, vote. he was standing next to me the other day. I didn't even know it was him. How dare you? Oh, <laughs> it's on a Mets hat, though. You know who he is, especially if he's throwing, throwing at you. Uh, so tomorrow we begin the Final Four. And speaking of Curry, the first of the Final Four matchups is Steph Curry versus Yadi Molina. And that, again, tests the St. Louis baseball market. Very strong. They always seem to be voting and showing up. For Yachty, you'll get two days of voting this time around. But first today, we finish the final eight. Again, at KeyJNZ. It'll be up. The poll will be up in a moment. And you'll have 24 hours to vote for either Baker Mayfield or Jacob DeGrom to move on. By the way, speaking of voting, guys, as I mentioned, the MVP of the NBA was announced yesterday. And it was won by Nikola Jokic. And he's the first center... We knew that. <laughs> we knew that, though. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we kind of knew. We said that that was going to be the and case. And again, for everybody to understand, the media does the voting. Yes. This is done by the NBA media. I was not asked to vote, so don't blame me. But um, it's the first center since Shaq in 2000 to win MVP. It's not a, he's not a traditional center, although, you know, still, uh, it is the first center. Shaq, 91 first-place votes. 91, which is incredible. Uh, Joel Embiid was the runner-up. 
he had one first place vote. Also a center though, but one wow. first place vote. So this was a runaway. And I, I know our, our two our two guys that love Philly, Pat Costello, Alan Yates, both producers. Uh, they feel like this is well. How how would you guys describe it? Uh, this award for Jokic. I'll let you guys say it. Well, it's a uh, perfect attendance award. Is it? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. Agreed for sure. Well, I mean, because Embiid missed time and Jokic didn't. Well, I mean, the NBA is going to reward that, and we've had multiple. Well, NBA media, NBA media is right. going to it's reward that Adam because Silver multiple voting. people have said, "Well, you, you got to be there, you got to show up." But I mean, for Joel Embiid to have one first place vote, I mean, that that's stupid. For him to have That's the same absurd. amount of votes as Derrick Rose is a travesty. I had nothing to do with that. I had n- no. I had that nothing to do with that. Vote. I didn't have a vote. The devil is a liar. <laughs> so he shows up. <laughs> Derrick Rose was a fan For, vote. So he shows up. How many votes did you put in? Uh, I cannot confirm nor did as I. a fan. I can't. I I cannot say. His perfect attendance is showing up and being available. But Nobody also, in Denver is watching him, first of all, because they're not on TV locally. That is pretty amazing. So you, you get rid of that. And then from a national standpoint, how many games do we actually see Denver in a national spotlight? We've seen them a lot more than you think. But, I'm, again, this is voted by NBA media, whose job is to watch I get it. Everything. I understand it. It's a cute little I narrative. Just, <laughs> but when I'm, when I'm watching him, even though he had a good game, and I'm watching him be just yesterday alone, yeah, that doesn't look the same. And when you tell me the first center since Shaq, and then you use Shaq and him in the same breath, I frown. Yeah. But if you would have said Embiid and Shaq, I wouldn't have frowned like that because – Embiid's game just I just like that more than I like that. That I, doesn't appeal to me. I know you're big I, on I the don't visual. want to get lost in the conversation though, because I feel like Joel Embiid should definitely have more than one first place vote. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not gonna sit up here and say that Nikola Jokic doesn't deserve to be the MVP. Dude almost have a, average a triple double now. So I know you can sit there and say it doesn't look right, it doesn't it's feel insane. sexy. But we, if, you, if you watch basketball, though, I mean, what he's doing on the court is pretty special. Dude did average 26 points per game, 10.5 rebounds, close to nine assists. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, it, it's pretty special. And without Jamal Murray, he kept him in the upper echelon well, of he, the West. He deserves to be the MVP, but based on what I saw, throughout the course of the season, whenever MB was on the court, it just it, it flashed to me more. Of what, I, what I like. That's if all. You, if you, if no, you were, you're going if by you the were, visual. If you were a guard that can put in work at your size, your frame, who would you rather have on your team? Would you rather have Jokic or would you rather have MB? Because I'll tell you, as a guard, pick and pop with the way this dude can pass uh, and the and way shoot. he can move and shoot, yeah. that, that's a What's guard's a dream. <laughs> You're the worst. I just want I, to know. Literally, if I come up a screen, I have dual options with you. Okay. You have the versatility to either roll to the basket and make a play because you have good footwork, right? Or you can pop out and I can kick it back to you and you can either make a three or you can put the ball down the ground and make a play with your passing ability, seeing okay. over the top. I just wanted you to explain Yes, that. I just wanted to explain it and break it down for the people that didn't now, know what pop meant. Now, again, like we can break down his game and his impact. Obviously, the Nuggets were a very good team this yes. year, and he was a big part of their, of their winning. But it's also another remarkable story, not just because it's yet another international player to win the MVP. That's three in a row now. Giannis wins two, and then he wins this one. Giannis was the lowest drafted player to win the MVP until this. Jokic was a second-round pick. He was a second-round pick. pick. You know, yeah, fa- you know he, he told the story to Rachel Nichols. He was sleeping when he was drafted. He, he was home. He, you know, he didn't even think about it. 
he was sleeping. So, you know, it, it is still what he's made himself into is also something to celebrate. A player who was considered overweight. Michael Malone was wearing the T-shirt yeah. uh, yesterday when celebrating it about overweight, too slow. Big conversation this offseason. How is he going to come back? What kind of shape is he going to come right. back in? And let's not forget like how dominant Jamal Murray was last year in the bubble now. Yeah. I mean, he was 50 point games, dominant. Yeah. So the fact that they've been able to sustain without him. Right. Uh, and Michael Porter Jr. has ascended. Mm-hmm. The team is on their way. Yeah, no, it shows you how important he's been. But he had a terrific season, no doubt about it. But, yes, we always look at the voting and wonder, how did this player get a vote? LeBron got one vote overall, a fifth-place vote. One. Keeps the streak going. Steph Curry got some first-place votes. So that's where it's at. But Embiid was two. So where the NBA is right now, two centers at one and two in the MVP voting after this season. But speaking of MVPs, where's the NFL's MVP? That's after key. Has this from Indeed. The good news is your business doubled. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of typical recruiting processes. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. For Aaron Rodgers, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. When training camp hits, that becomes the point where these two sides have to say, okay, are we going to find a way to make this work? Do we really need to send Aaron Rodgers elsewhere? More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Brought to you by Skechers. Skechers. Comfort included. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Clings to the corner to Morris. Three seconds, two seconds, blocked by Gobert. One second, he fires a two. The Jazz are going to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Rudy Gobert blocks the shot in the corner, and the Utah Jazz have taken a one-game-to-nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers. That's why they call him the Stifled Tower. The call on 97.5, the zone. Rudy Gobert's 
win ceiling block with seconds remaining cements a 112-109 victory for the Jazz over the Clippers in game one of their second round series. Donovan Mitchell, his third career 45-point playoff game, tied for third most in a player's first 30 career games in NBA playoff history. By the way, he's only played 28. Joel Embiid went for a playoff career high 40 points as the Sixers tie their series with the Hawks 1-1. to Embiid is the first 76ers player with 40 points in a playoff game since Allen Iverson had 45 in 2003. He's also the first 40-10 player in Sixers history since Billy Cunningham in 1970. I bet you didn't know that, Yates. Nikola Jokic wins MVP after a dominant all-around season. Jokic is the fourth center since 1984 to win the MVP and the first since Shaquille O'Neal in 2000. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out. Every game is a chance to create momentum to make the right pass, the right move to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs, takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. One thing we should point out about the new CBA is that he'll get fined 50 grand a day for training camp. So 10 days of training camp is a half a million dollars. They're either going to make him sit and force his hand to come in or they're going to trade him and it's all going to fall on Aaron either way. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin and Guys, we talked to Rob Domofsky yesterday who covers the Packers for ESPN. We talked to Adam Schefter as well yesterday. What, man? <laughs> just read. I, I am not reading. I'm just trying to set up the segment, and I'm just glancing over at you guys giggling. So something funny happened, we, and I you missed know, out. We're like big kids, man. And yeah, I, feel like, man. I know, we I know, which is why I love working with sometimes. you guys. Especially me. I, don't, I just key. like to be in on the – Key gives me some looks sometimes where I just can't. I just – I start laughing. Hey, phrasing. <laughs> Big right. Damn it. I just you know, I play, I, play, I play too much. Everybody always says, you play too damn much, man. It's like every time Big we have a break key. and I go to the bathroom, all you hear is, doom, 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 doom. I'm like, come on, key. Like, you're the only dude in the whole studio that will pound, that on, will the pound on the door like you're the police. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to the bathroom, man. I play too much. I, all the time, I man. admit, I play too damn well, this much. This is why I tell people they take you too seriously. Oh, Keisha, he's it. No, no, no. You just take him too seriously. No, they want to take me serious. That's the problem. They don't even know me. They. They. And they. I look at you and you see how Those I stare people. at you. <laughs> Do yes. see how you stare at me. And your big stare, blue eyes. Stare I right, right at through you. me with your the they. big blue eyes. And I don't, I don't take you seriously, which is why I enjoy it. I think it's very entertaining. And I'm trying to make sure everybody else sees that too. That's my job. Well, my they job is also more. to get. Yeah, they should. They should, Jay. Those they. people. Those people. <laughs> You all. What does you that all. mean? <laughs> Just I don't know. Who are you referring to? <laughs> but my job right now is to get into this conversation. It has to do, of course, with Aaron Rodgers because it's been a whole half hour, guys. How, How many, many days? days? Ah! How many days, Same Jay? time. How are many we at 90 yet? Are we at 90? Evan, no, how many days, Evan? like 80. We're down to We like need to rip it off the wall. Yeah, it's, it, we need the See, I don't go. on the wall. Rip it down right, each so day. So here's, here's how got? math works, guys. Last here's week was 100 works. days on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, there was a big memo sent out. I, I think I, I forwarded to you guys. Evan, I don't give us 100 emails a day, I definitely sent out a memo that said it was 100 days. That was last Tuesday. There are seven days in a week. Today is... Wednesday, so we like are 93. at 92 days till the NFL season. There you go. Every time I see Evan, trash. See, this is what I don't like. About it. <laughs> this is what I don't like about it. Before Every he email. did his breakdown, he said, 
You see, guys, this is how math works. Mm. Like, why, why, no, why, a, why start there? I, I, to be honest with you, I was going to say, as I told you a couple of days ago, uh, Alan, mm-hmm. I don't count the regular season start a kickoff on Thursday night. I don't do that. That's not the start for no, you. W- when is the first team entering training camp? Yes. What is the first day, the first day of that camp. team in training camp? The That's Cowboys, when the season kicks off. The Cowboys off. still go to that place in California? Oxnard. Oxnard, yeah, right? They Oxnard still do that? For a couple weeks. Yeah. I think it's like probably three weeks they go to Oxnard, right. three or four weeks. Yeah. You only did Hofstra. You never had to do Cortland? No, only Hofstra. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Cortland thing. But that Hofstra thing was hot, too. Did you have to go in the, in the dorm? Yeah, we stayed in the dorm beds. Yeah, at Hofstra. Why would they make you do that? I still put never the two, understood. Put, the, put two, the two beds together? I don't even know. Jay, can you imagine, like, uh, not, not just Key and his size. How about a 300-pound lineman going, hey, no, there's, but your, that's there's not, your bed. But that's not the issue. The issue, I know we're moving, we're yeah, getting yeah, on, we'll but get to, I'm going to get to it. The issue is taking the twin beds, because typically in these dorms, the twin beds were made out of metal. The, the, the metal, <laughs> yes. and they would stack on top of each right. other as bunks. Right. You have to take them down, push them together to get, I guess two twins would give you a queen maybe, I guess, or something like that or whatever. Oh. But that wasn't the problem. The damn problem is the edge post on the, the, the beds had sharp edges, and you long, and you're trying to extend, yeah. so you put your feet up. I mean, I got all type of cuts from stabbing myself in the middle of the damn night. Did you, so did you I had to eventually – no, we had a suite. So I had a room, and then, you know, you have the middle portion. The middle portion. So eventually I had to take tape and put tape around it. Mm-hmm. It was – it was Some MacGyver stuff. Oh, it was crazy. But Tampa Bay <laughs> – They did it Bay. right. Tampa Bay. That's why was, Tom went to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay right. was right. They we, do it right. We practiced at Disney, at the Disney World facility. World, worldwide, the sports Yeah, the whole deal. Complex. Oh, man. You come in out of that heat. Walk into that hotel lobby. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so good. Yeah. So and nothing. you see why we won a championship. Is that why? <laughs> Messing with y'all. Strictly strictly because of facility. What were we talking about again? Well, we were talking about how many days. <laughs> we're, we're, sorry. So, Keith, uh, Evan has how many days until the first training camp opens? Yes. So, the, the Steelers are uh, the Steelers and, and Cowboys because they play in the Hall of Fame game. They're able to begin camp on July 21st. So, so that's what we got, There are baby. 41 days until the that's NFL it. season starts. Yes. Right. 41? Yes. So not We're under 50. Like you just reprimanded us. Okay. Well, yes. no. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm now annoyed because, you know, uh, 59 days ago, we could have done the 100-day countdown. Like, like we wasted months of no, time. Oh, you. We, no, we, we didn't do anything. We, a countdown. We're we, not yes, you. producer. Me. me. Well, yes. I mean... The moment we should have a know, clock on we, the screen right now, counting it down, <laughs> counting it down on the clock, just every day. That's where it should be because you know me, us, we on the sidelines, reporters. That first training camp, minute seven on seven. Oh, he threw. Uh, let's see, that was a slant. Oh, that was uh, five for seven. Slant really a slant? No, it wasn't a slant. I'm was just that voice it up. different than your normal voice? Well, that's what we do. Yeah, we when we when we're together, we all talk in that voice. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. We they're, take every stat. The day every stat. It's training. Every stat doesn't matter. Like every stat. This is the performance he had today. Had two drops today. Yeah. It's just that's why day one of training camp is important. And day one of training camp, we did not expect to have Aaron Rodgers there. But you will have Jordan Love there. And I think it's a very important training camp. I think it's a very important mini camp for yes. Jordan Love. Everything that Jordan Love is doing right now for the – like if you, you yesterday and, and have talked about how it's, ah, it's OTAs, it doesn't matter. You. 
minicamp. Ah, it doesn't matter. Well, you're the NFL player. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like, you downplay a lot of this stuff. If yeah. there's If there's a level of importance to these – there's no greater importance than to Jordan Love and the Packers. It has it, to be because you don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. It is for Jordan Love's sake of the team, not for Jordan Love as an individual because he slid into the position if Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there. Everybody makes this, I don't know, crazy feeling about mini camps and OTAs. Mini camps and OTAs are not going to give you the measuring stick in which you need to go into the season about what your team is. Or that particular player, that particular individual. That's fair, but how about the reps, though, with Valuable starters reps. like Devontae Va- Adams? Yes. No, because Devontae no? Adams is barely getting any reps. I don't even think Devontae Adams practiced yesterday. Okay. Think about it. Okay. He's not getting any reps because, if anything, he's going pat right. and go. He may do a little bit of one-on-ones. He's going to do some drills. And that's pretty much it because it's a, a mini camps usually are only three to four days. And it's, you're trying to get a look at the undrafted free agents, the rookie guys that come in, the free agents you sign, and that's pretty much it. You want to see Jordan Love kind of take control, get in and out of the huddle, process the information, spit it out, so you can gauge the way the team feels about him. But that's not going to ultimately make your decision come the fall time on what he is at but quarterback. Right, this fair. is where I do think Jordan Love will get a lot of reps. He'll get reps in how he communicates with teammates. You just made mention of that, right? Yeah. Building those relationships. I also think you get reps with the media. And, and here's where I think there's a – look, regardless of however an opportunity was afforded to you, it's afforded to you. This is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. So as all this stuff happens with Aaron Rodgers, as fans start to say, hey – Pack it up, Aaron Rodgers. Get out of here. I think it's a, a major chance for Jordan Love to start gaining some runway with fans. People saying, hey, look, like this is what was given to Sorry me. God. I'm going to make the best of it. I am here. I want to be here. I'm doing all the right things. Let me show you how I'm doing all the right things to set me up for where I want to go. With that in mind, too, and, and you mentioned Devontae Adams, I, I want to ask you, Key, if, uh-huh. you're, if you're Devontae Adams, you're in his situation. Put yes. yourself in his – it's you, though. But you're in his situation. Free agency coming up. You're QB1, nowhere to be found, probably not coming. And a young, raw quarterback right now seems to be the guy that's going to throw to you. I'm, I'm the reporter, and the first time I get a chance to talk to you, I'm going to ask you about the Aaron Rodgers situation. He's not here. How are you feeling about the situation with the Packers right now, the quarterback situation for you as the wide receiver? How are you feeling about it? I'm going to go out there and do my job. I'm going to do what I need to do to help the young guy until Aaron gets here. If Aaron comes, then great. And if he doesn't, I got to do what I did for Aaron for Jordan Love and, and, and get him to understand that certain things, when he delivers a football, I don't have to be wide open. Just let it go. I'm going to win for you. And that's pretty hmm. much it. Are you concerned about how it could affect you since you have free agency coming up? No, because if I sit around and I worry about free agency, then you know it's going to play in my mind. I'm going to go out there and do my best for my team. Is there a part of you that wishes you could appeal to Aaron Rodgers and tell him how much you need him here? No, I talk to Aaron all the time, but I don't get involved in – what Aaron has going on with the front office, I support my dude 100%. Whatever his decision is at the end of the day, I got to take care of my business right now. That's why I'm at minicamp. But there see, I, this is why I really enjoy this because I know you're going to keep asking questions. I'm <laughs> telling you, you're going to keep getting corporate answers. <laughs> like, so I love what, because I watch this happen all the time in the media, and as an ex player, I see it. You keep going with the questions, and they're really good questions. Because I'll get the answer I want eventually. You ain't going to get nothing out not. of me. You're not, though. You're going to have to always gonna be a You're going to have to go back to your little raggedy ass computer and put something together and make it sound like I said what I didn't it's say. Always and I'm going to have to 
blast you when next time you come in. It's interesting. Because you're not going to get anything. But what you said, everything you said there is pretty much parallel, and we'll call this Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, to actually what Devontae Adams said when he was asked about Aaron Rodgers and the whole situation. Take a listen. I got his back through everything, so he knows at the end of the day, if if there's ever a wonder of – you know, he's lost a, a teammate or something because of all this come out. Like, he knows where I stand. I'll stand on the – excuse me. I'll stand on the mountain and uh, and uh, scream on the mountaintop, you know, that I, that I got his back. And that was Straight Talk, brought by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Sound familiar, Jay? I got Aaron's back. I got Jordan's back. You know, what, whose back do I need to have? He also went on, though, also when referencing the front office, saying they got to do what they got to do. Like, like he just, you know. <laughs> yeah, which, got, which means sign my check. <laughs> They that's what they have the, to do. I'm going to provide. Exactly. And that's for y'all. Yes. Like that's really what he said yeah. there. Like oh, this is not I, about me. And, 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 and that's true for every single player. You you want to have Aaron Rodgers there, and if they can work it out, then great. But if not, I got to do what I got to do for the team right now. Now, eventually, when we get into the season, and Aaron Rodgers isn't there, and we're two and four, they'll be the ones that get chewed out. That's just the but way see, it works. Well, that's where the criticism he, will come, that Devontae didn't make that catch that Jordan. Like, remember you said, you know, just get it there. I'll make the catch. But what if that doesn't happen? You know you're going to get, get frustrated. No, you, you, you may get frustrated and pull a young guy aside and get him to understand we got to do it a certain way. We need to work together. Maybe there's extra reps that we take after practice, post-practice. Maybe we come in early before practice starts and we go through some things. Eventually, you try to win over his confidence and get him to believe that he can rely on you at the receiver position. You're going to always make it look good, no matter where they throw the ball. Whether it's at your shoelaces, it's going to be a routine catch, okay? And it's going to look good as long as you throw it. I can't help you if you're sitting back there putting him to sleep. You back there patting him, <laughs> looking, the yeah. the and you're putting the baby to sleep. Yeah. I can't help you then. Let the damn ball go. Right. If you let it go, I can help you. But if you're holding on to it or you staring down the gun barrel waiting for it to get fired, that's your own ass. I can't help you. But see, we asked Rob Domowski yesterday about, hey, will this affect Devontae Adams and his potential contract going forward? He, and he, he said it confidently, no. It's not going to. No, I don't think so. Because you know what Devontae Adams brings to the table. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's my thing. If I'm Devontae Adams, I'm having conversations with my team saying, hey, let's make sure that we're all on the same page with Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekinds about what we have to accomplish this year. But just know we have, having a young, raw quarterback at this position, yeah. it's going to be a lot of growing pains. And we have to, we have to be noticed the, all the about The only that, thing that, that hurts for Devontae Adams is if you got a young quarterback that's making you twist and turn and slowing you down Set you up. and you mess around and get hurt. That's the only thing. People don't – they don't really understand that. You know, when a guy is running across the middle and a guy throws – and somebody throws the ball behind you. Oh, yeah. And you go and catch it, and the people on TV, the first thing they say is, oh, well, the quarterback put it only where he could catch it. What a great – he's protecting him. No, the hell he ain't. He threw the ball right there because he missed me. Mm-hmm. So I had to make the adjustment to turn around and catch the ball while the dude hit me in my head. They don't – Get that. The ball's supposed to be placed in front of me. It's supposed to be like a handoff. I think a lot of people, when they see the ball thrown behind you on a route, that he missed the throw. A lot of people see that. People on television will tell you. People on television. That's what they would no, say. I, I, I understand. He threw the ball only where he, he was protecting him there. He threw it low. 
No, he threw oh, it low oh, yeah, because yeah, that, yes. he wasn't protecting me. He just had a bad throw, and I made the catch. Right, and you made the play, which is going to be the important part for anybody that Jordan Love throws to this year. Let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum, our yeah, ESPN please. NFL front office insider on this conversation. He joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike, good morning. Uh, I, I asked the question, it's, you know, and you probably have a different take as somebody in a front office, as a coach would as well, of the value of minicamp, of OTAs, even before training camp begins. You know, Key, as a player – you know, it's not important. You're not going to get a lot done. But I would – would you say, though, that if there's – the most important mini camp would be the Packers because of Jordan Love and having to get him up to speed as soon as possible? Yeah, absolutely, guys. And here's why. Jordan Love didn't play last year. If we go back to the pandemic, every rep was a pressure trip, and that went to the starters. So, you know, if we were having a discussion, you know, does Justin Fields or Jordan Love need OTAs more? You can make the argument that it's Jordan Love because Justin Fields played more football last year than Jordan Love did. And, you know, I think context here is really important. I think what Bruce Arian said recently is really instructive, which is um, they kind of split their squad. The Tom Brays of the world don't need the same instruction as their rookies. And I think that's what we're going to see more around the league. So Jordan Love needs every possible rep he can get. You mentioned Justin Fields, Jordan Love. They both essentially are rookies because, much like you said, Jordan Love didn't take a rep last year. Who, um, Mike, is in a better situation this year to succeed? We know what Chicago offense looks like in their skill position players, and we also know what the Green Bay Packers offense looks like with and without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. Boy, I – you know, I still like Green Bay Key just because they, they could be so explosive. And I'm thinking even if he plays 12, 13 games, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers sits out the whole year. So I'm going to go with Green Bay. Mm. Peter King pitched a scenario to trade Aaron Rodgers after, you know, one more season in Green Bay and, you know, where the scenario essentially was saying, hey, you play for us. We do whatever we do in this year, 2021. After 2021, we're going to do a good old handshake, and I'm going to move you, get maximized the value. How would you approach a situation like that hadn't been a general manager before? Or would you at all sit up and say that? Yeah, Key, you know, ironically, I had suggested something similar um, last week, which was maybe you just take the last two years of the contract and you just void him. He plays this year. Now, with that said, that allows Green Bay to have in their back pocket the franchise tag but at least it kind of accelerates, you know, for, for both parties, you know, a decision that has to be made. So I think that's a solution that, that could certainly work. It's the ultimate compromise. It puts a Band-Aid on this season. It's not ideal for either side, but it may be the best result possible. So I think there's some merit there for sure. Mike, Julio Jones gets traded to the Titans. How good do you think this team is going to be? I think they're going to compete with Kansas City uh, in the AFC and – uh you know, sometimes when you trade wide receivers, they make an impact. <clears throat> sometimes they don't. And I think this is one of those cases where they do. So I think Julio Jones and A.J. Brown will be a formidable duo, and I, I like Tennessee a lot. I felt like that cough was something toward me, but I'm going to leave that alone. Because uh, you know, he said sometimes when you trade wide receivers, yeah. they make an impact. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that did they would, get enough shots fired? But, but did, this getting, was getting a second-round pick for Julio a win, would you say, considering his age, or could they have done more? Yeah, no, I, I think when you factor in $17 million, it, it, it's, it's a tough call because I think Julio, if healthy, playing 17 games, he, he's probably the best receiver in the league. Uh, 
maybe outside of Tyreek Hill, just because I think Tyreek Hill can make the one or two plays every game that changes the outcome. So from that standpoint, I think Tennessee got good value. One of the hard things, guys, when you sit in that seat is you want to make sure you're trained for what the player is going to do, not what he's done. And that's a little bit of a concern because, you know, clearly Julio Jones' best days are behind him. If he plays in 17 games, I just don't know how you defend that offense. Do you double him? Do you double A.J. Brown? And if you lighten the box, you know, you can give the ball to Derrick Henry. Brian Tannehill can also make plays with his feet. I think their their diversity on their offense um, is one that's going to be really hard to defend. Their, their defense is going to have to play much better. But offensively, I put them right up there with uh, Kansas City. Mm. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, Mike, I just – I feel different about it, but maybe because – I've been a one. Julio Jones has been a one his entire career, and I'm sure he feels if he's healthy, he's still a one. A.J. Brown has to be able to put up the numbers to get the extension that he's looking for. All of a sudden, you take the football out of Derrick Henry's hands because you got two shiny toys that you think could help you match and play along the way with Kansas City. I just, I don't know. It, it, it I feel a little bit different about it because Tannehill has never been a 40 you know, uh, mm-hmm. attempt type guy with a high completion percentage. With that being said, Mike, let me ask you about Baker Mayfield. How important is this season, not only for the Cleveland Browns, but Baker Mayfield as a whole? Oh, I think it's really important, Kian, because I just don't know if he's a frontline guy that you're going to want to pay $35, $38 million a year to. I think that's a really good offense. They got maybe the best running back duo in the league. They got really good skill players, and if you're Cleveland, and do you feel like you could get, you know, comparable sort of production out of say someone like Kirk Cousins, someone that Kevin Stefanski is familiar with, and now you have fifteen, twenty million dollars more to give to some of the other talented players on the team? So I think this is a hugely consequential year for Baker Mayfield. Mike, thanks so much as always. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Mike Tannenbaum on the good year. Well, we got to talk about that outline. Yeah, that, that that last comment by Mike T. I feel like both Key and I have a lot to say mm, about that. That is interesting. But you know what? More on Milwaukee. Hey, Milwaukee. Is this bud still for you? Uh-oh. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM, Channel 80.